Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. What I love about this show, years ago, and I see the, what a, the effect that I'm having on the, especially the young men and women of this country and this world, that um, I'm truly blessed. And I want to thank everybody who has tuned in and how the audience is just growing and growing. And I got some major announcements to make over the next year that's going to really impress um, the world. And I want to say thank you, everybody. So we have this brother from St. Louis, and I'm going to let him tell his truth and talk and make sure we keep this brother on the the right path and life. And I also want to thank the universe for making me a fly-ass nigga to get this Gain this knowledge and this, these gems to these brothers because every day, fam, I wake up and I really know my purpose and I learn, believe it or not, from other people as well. And when you know your purpose, you have such an advantage on everybody else in life. And I know my purpose, so that's why I um, I move the way I do. So talk to me. What's going on? Uh, uh not much. Uh. I mean, long stories, long stories longer. I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got time. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm in no rush. This is, the per- this is the first time in a while I got time. Uh, that's what's up, man. Well, I, first off, I got to appreciate you uh, reaching out to me, man. I'm uh, I'm, I'm very, very gracious. Uh, I'm a 34-year-old um, black man that just been trying to find his own way, man, real talk. And uh, I found a lot of inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Um, just listening to, to to you and other people as well. But I got a lot of game from you because I'm a aspiring comedian myself. So yeah, like uh, it's like we go through things in life, man. And uh, I can actually pinpoint interviews or you know what I'm saying um, just certain comments that you say that resonated with me. That's what made me DM you. And uh, me coming from St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the the typical, you know, my father wasn't there, but you know what I'm saying? But I, I have like a, I always was searching for knowledge growing up. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Me being a young, young black man, my dad was there, but he wasn't. You know, it, it was okay. one of those ones, You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I was always, always one of those guys that was just thirsty for knowledge. And uh, that's what made me reach out to you, long story short. Right. Um, and coming from St. Louis, it's a small city. I don't know how many times you've been there. Yeah, I was coming to St. Louis when Nelly was a kid. Man, and Nelly was everybody's cousin. Right. Yeah, I've known Nelly a long time. Shout out to Nelly, by the way. Yeah, I heard his bodyguard died. Man, I I, I actually didn't hear about that, but God bless, man. God yeah. Bless. That's that's uh that's definitely a staple in St. Louis. He definitely done done. Met, like for for kids my age growing up watching him I've, I've I've been in a couple of his videos. My sister actually uh she used to record in the same studio in Saints that he used to record in. So just growing up watching Nelly was something that was like it was like watching Michael Jackson up close if that makes right, sense. You know right. what I'm saying? It was like mm-hmm. if you know you can't you 
I can't I can't fathom Michael Jackson, but you know Nelly was the closest thing to us. You know what I'm saying? Watching him and that 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 actually was one. Well, Eddie Murphy, but uh, he was one of the reasons why I knew that. You know, I was a little bit um, I was a little bit shy, but I was I was also you know a little bit arrogant in the way that I knew that uh, I was. You know what I'm saying? I could be that. I could do that. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, but other than that, man, I've been. I mean, and true. The the truth is, you know, uh, the reason why I reached out to you, man, is because I was going through so much as a, as a growing up a, a, a young adult. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and and I'm just talking like I'm not sure if I'm on air right now. I'm just talking to you. Yeah, I just want you to know that I appreciate every little gem that you said. You know, what I'm saying that you that you that you. I appreciate everything that you've been through because it it didn't help me. You know, what I'm saying right. a lot of the way. You know, everything that you say about being a man first and foremost is the things that I I picked up on, bro. And uh, having your own, coming into your own. You know, what I'm saying fixing your credit. You know, what I'm saying that's everything that us young men really need to do. You know what I'm saying? Really, need right. to, really need to think about. You know what I'm saying? And it's about our kids' future. I got a six-year-old with a daughter, with a kid on the way. I don't know the sex yet, but you okay. know what I'm saying? I got a kid on the way, so it's like we got to make sure we take their lives serious. You know what right. I'm saying? Because it, as long as we take our kids' life serious, and this is some things that I got from you. As long as we take our family life serious, bro, we gonna be all right. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like we going and it's gonna make us grind harder. It's gonna make us fix our fix our debts and fix our past and you know what I'm saying, focus mm-hmm. on the future and, and leave our kids something like what I'm doing. Um I've been doing comedy for two years. Um yeah. the pandemic set me down for eight of them, so I'm I'm back like a toddler out here on this stage trying to get my my um open mic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta put it in. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure, trying to get, but, you know what I'm saying, it's, it, and it's not even for me um, just wanting to follow my dreams, which it is my dreams, but it's just trying, I'm, I'm I'm more so doing it to set up my family's future, you know what I'm saying, and that's that's another thing that I learned from you, like, you know what I'm saying, as a as a, as a a young player, you know what I'm saying, as a 60-something-year-old player, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you still drop the game for the people that's, that's real life out here trying to figure it out, man, and I really appreciate that. Yes, and see, the thing about Stan, let me tell you how this works. See, everybody's life's not going to be the same, right? Everybody got a different um, DNA, a different blueprint. Your environment plays a lot on you. Your your choices play a lot on you. Mm-hmm. And you have a you have a complicated situation because you have a baby, and you have a baby on the way. You got a six-year-old, and you live with the woman. Yeah, yeah, I live. My, yeah, my so you have what you have what I call very, 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 very serious responsibilities. Yes, and what I used to tell young comics back in the day when they had families, you got to make sure you have a job mm-hmm. while you do your stand up. I know it's going to be a burden on you, but let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you got to be responsible for your children. Yes, sir. Right? Because you say you want to do stand-up and you don't want to get a job, so you just keep doing stand-up and you put all the weight on the woman. 
Yes, sir. That when you put all the weight on a woman, that she's bitter towards you because you're trying to chase your dream. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes our women, they had dreams, too. Right. And when they got the child, guess what? They put their dreams on hold for the better half of the child. Yes. So your goal is to work a decent job. You got to take tests and exams to get a trade to better your financial situation. Yes. And you still can pursue your standard, but make sure you take care of that woman, that lady at that house first. At all, at all costs, you want to make sure she respects you. Now, I got to give you two sides of the story because see, you could be a fly ass dude, you could be paying other bills and do everything right, but the girl you live with, she she could be she could be fucked up person. She could yeah, be, right. you know. So I like to tell two sides of the story, ladies and gentlemen, to you because I give my son a lot of knowledge, and my son, I raised him a certain way. But the women out here are raised differently. They gold diggers, they materialistic, and he really he really has a hard time dating. And my son is extremely successful, no children, but he's a man's man. He doesn't like women who are um, want something for nothing, want a Birkin bag and all these mm-hmm. types of things. And what are you going to do for me? And they haven't even been on a date yet. Man, so he'll I, say to me, yeah, he'll say to me, Dad, I listen to you, but you just can't do that no more. So the world is different in your age group. Right. Okay. Right. And totally I've been, different. I've, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's start. Yeah, no, nah, and I'd have been, I'd have been a dumb dude before. Trust me, I'd have been. Right. I'd have been, I'd have been the babe. I pay all the bills. And you ain't got to do like I didn't have my I didn't have my daughter till I was twenty nine because my right. my mom my mom was a player herself. She told me Charles, it's a it's a such thing as a bitch, a hoe, and a woman. You got to find yourself a woman. You know that's that's the right. Like I got caught with the con I mean with the uh, condoms under my bed and the tape in the and the tape deck. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Like that speech. <laughs> so it was like I was always smarter than. My my counterparts, should I okay. say, when it came to when it came to that, you know what I'm saying. I always, right. but I, you know, coming coming up, you're right. I caught <clears throat> I caught the gold, excuse me, the, the gold diggers and the and the you know the the swindlers and the what the what you mm-hmm. can do. They out there, brother. For sure, for sure. And uh, you know, I've been blind before, and this is one of those things where you you definitely like you just gave me the game like. You definitely got to know that they there for you too, as well as you there for them. Like, and that's right. something that, you know, and that's something that come with time, and that's something that come with putting in, putting in a lot of work. Like a lot of these, and the people in my generation and younger, they think because you're accessible that you mind, and you know what I'm saying, and that's it. You feel me? It don't. They don't look past, like you say, credit scores. They don't look past, you know what I'm saying, how you how your house kept. You know what I'm saying? They don't look past. How you respect your mom and your your dad yep. and your family. They don't yep. look past it. So that's I was I was raised by my granddad. So well not raised by my granddad. When I got off my bus that was the house I would go over. So, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of tongue lashings, I got a lot of teachings from, you know, um older or elder values. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my, my my granddad died, my grandmother was right there at his feet. So it was just like that's the thing that I grew up seeing so that's all I could 
that's all I know. You know, what I'm saying? right, so right. It's it's a lot of things that you say that that you know what I'm saying that I that I grew up just inherently knowing like. You got to take care of your household. My granddad took care of his grandkids. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, that's how it's got to be. There's no other way. And who you have a child with is extremely important. Yes, sir. Right? But you got the kids here now, and I wish that woman and you the, the very, very best. I just want to make sure that you understand, work hard, stack your money, Try to put. Or I'm gonna say I'm gonna go low number right now. Mm-hmm. For each child until they're 21 years old, I want you to put 40 to 100 dollars a month away every month for 20 something years. And I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've been putting a 50 dollars a week for <laughs> my good. kid before he even got here. Yeah, so let me and tell I don't you mean why to that. You up. Yeah, and let me tell you why that's important, especially for the people who listen. Mm-hmm. People don't think about one day your child will be 21 years old or older. Mm-hmm. And when kids get older, you want to make sure you got them on your. By that time, your credit should be good. You want to put them on your American Express when they turn 16, 17. Yes, sir. Start building up their credit. When they get 21, 22, 23, 24, whenever they want to move out, you want them to know that you got to check for them that will help them with getting rent, I mean, getting a place to live, a car, and furniture. If you can't do all that, ladies and gentlemen, you, I don't care if it's $1,000, $2,000, you got to put a check in their hand. And people don't think like this. I, I know women who have had babies by niggas. And the guy couldn't afford to get his son stuff for graduation. When you knew one day your child was going to be graduating, when you knew last year that your child would be graduating this year and you wasn't mm. prepared for it, right? And I just yes. get tired of hearing them fucking stories. I look, I travel the world, and I'm on the plane almost every other day. And it's good to see that blacks are doing well from whether the unemployment, PPP loans, SB loans. I see a lot of Belisriagas, I don't fucking pronounce it. Gucci <laughs> shoes. The, the eyelashes on got longer. The women on got the weeds down to the crack of their asses. And I pray to God that they have put some of this money up to save because we don't respect money the way we should, Right? We don't respect because you have to respect the money. You got to respect your craft as a stand-up comedian. And I wish you the best as a stand-up comedian. I wish that you put the work in, you do the rooms, and like, and, and God bless Paul Mooney because I remember when I met Paul Mooney in 1986-87, and Paul Mooney was like, there's no substitute for experience. Yes, so there's no substitute for it. So you got to put the you got to put the work in and know that one day you're gonna be good. And I tell people this to everybody, no matter what you do, from being a hustler to being a gentleman to being a dad, if you put the work in, eventually you are going to be good. Period. Yes, and I tell you the same thing. And you also explained to me that you was feeling down. Like what? What was? What? Why? What happened? 
Man, I uh I was going through a rough patch, man, going through um, you know, every I guess I guess thirty some year old go through this 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 thought of just not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing, why I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And the same the same woman that's, you know, pregnant with my baby right now, I doubted us. You know what I'm saying? I ended up mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was just one of those things where like listening to you bring it i mean and I, i'm just and i I'm, I'm not trying to you know ride the coattail or nothing but just listening to your interviews brought me to a whole nother way of thinking as a man like as right. a man you gotta get up some shit gonna happen to you you know what i'm saying i'm sort of cursing but things gonna happen to you but and uh you just gotta think about it in a different way and move on as a man because <clears throat> anything can crumble you. Some gonna happen tomorrow. Some can happen tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about how you come out of it. It's all about how you handle it as a man. And uh, it was just one of those things where I'm going through a, a quarter life crisis. Think I'm the world is about to end, and I got a solid, solid black queen on my side. And you know what I'm saying? One of those mm-hmm. things where you you just you doubt the world. And when, mm-hmm. when every all the when all the answers in is in front of you, you know what I'm saying. So you gotta remember, words are just thoughts, right? Words are just thoughts. Right. One, you gotta program what information comes into your life every day, right? Whether you watch your negative news, whether people are calling you with negative information, whether people are calling you just to put negativity in your life, and and, and negativity is negativity. I don't care if it's from the news. So, like, between 3 in the morning to noon, I don't talk to people who are negative, right? right. I, I smoke a cigar, drink a little coffee, whatever. I, I call that, that's the time for the Lord to make it funny, but really just peace of mind. Right. Right? You got to control what you allow in your life every day. When people call you with problems, you control it. It's like, hey, can I call you back? Right. When there's a, uh, and then you talk to them when you're ready to talk to them. Another good method of um, avoiding negativity is because um, sometimes you got to vent. Some people have to vent. Some people need right. to talk. Sometimes you got to let people talk. Cool. And, but then the second and third time you talk about the same topic, you limit it to two minutes. After two minutes, you can't talk about that topic no more for the next day because it's negative. Because what I found out in my journey, when something is negative, you put a lot of time into it. You talk, you can talk for hours. Yeah, and not sure. realize, not realize how much time you put into it. And an hour went by, two hours went by, and you have repeated the same thing over and over, just in a different way. So yes, I want sir. you and other people to understand. All right, two minutes up, we can't talk about that to the next day. Right. And stop See, here's the thing about life. With social media, everybody thinks that success is supposed to come overnight. And some people do get it. Some people blow the fuck up. But 20, 30 years from now, will they have maintained? Right. See, sometimes it's best to let the situation grow slowly. And that way you can smell the roses as you go through it and you you appreciate everything that you worked hard for. Right. 
you know, and and you got to go through life sucking and weaving because life, you know, life is something, fam. All right, like, I'm this, here. Is, this is this is not for the weak. I'm here, and that's I mean, that's that's something that I learned, and and I had to real life armor my mind and really callous my mind to to a point where I just. I know the bullshit gonna come, but it's just I'm gonna mm-hmm. walk through. You, you gotta walk yeah. through. You gotta walk through because it's, it's gonna approach you, and it it'll stop yeah. in your face if you let it. You know what right. I'm saying? So you gotta yeah. walk through it. Mm-hmm. Then, what's so good? You you can control what comes into your life, right? So you make the choices. If you go out there and do something fucked up, you make a bad choice. Guess what? You're going to have crazy things to deal with. If you go through life and, and, and avoid bullshit, you go through life and avoid hanging with certain people you, yeah. and, and, and control what comes in your life, you're going to be fine. You're going to have peace of mind. Now, like my granddad said, everybody got the choice. And with every choice, you get consequences or you get a reward. It's your, mm-hmm. choice, it's on, it's your choice to make that decision. It's so true. One of the greatest choices I made, I had a woman lie to me once. Mm-hmm. Claimed she had cancer. I my just watched that interview. My fault. So that, yeah. Just watched it. I wanted to kill this bitch, yo. True story. <laughs> and my friends kept saying, TK, God is testing you. Man. And see, we think that we all have egos, right? So right. I had this vision. For me being in prison, I walked in with the with the blanket. I had the sheets. I had the jumper on, but I was already in jail. And when I came in, I was looking out the window. I turned around, looked at myself, and I said, "Yo, why are you in here?" I said, "Man, I said this to myself. I said some bitch lied to me." And I looked back out the window, and I looked back at me. I said. You gave up your freedom because a bitch lied to you to be in here with niggas? And that saved my life, yo. Because I saw what my choices would have done to me if I'd have made the wrong decision. Because we think that we can't be lied to, right? Think about it. I wanted to hurt somebody because they lied. That's no reason to hurt nobody. That's no reason to take nobody's life. So to all the young, yeah, so to all the young men out here who be tripping over another nigga's bitch or who tripping over a female, picture yourself already in jail. And say to yourself, is it worth your freedom at that moment to give it all up for anything other than your children? I really think you should die for your kids. Yeah. I I truly believe that. I believe that if somebody hurts your children, how could you live with yourself and say, God going to handle it? Yeah. And you just like, I couldn't live with myself. Brooke, me neither. Me neither. As a man, there's no fucking way I can live with my life knowing that I didn't revenge my child's situation. And that's, that's real shit. Couldn't do it. That's my, that's my life. That's my heart. I couldn't do it. So that's the only time, even to society, on the outlook, it seems like it's a bad decision. 
but I would have to do it because I couldn't live it my life if I didn't do it. And that's just, I mean, it's just like people like people like you, um, people. Just I just I just watch a lot of and read. I started, you know, what I'm saying reading in my lady. I thought reading was lame when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I started reading when I turned thirty, and it's like I know I'm I know I'm on the right path because I have a like mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't settle. Uh, I hate I hate settling. I always know that I'm. I'm worth more and I'm I'm capable of getting more. That's why mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm not just sitting down. I go to work every day. Like you say, you gotta keep a job. That's something I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? So like just listening to interviews that you do, um, you know, my 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 guy DL Hughley, you know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. really really respect his mind and I just I'd be like, Man, I'm on that same wavelength. I just gotta continue to just Put in the work and put in the effort to make my fight. Because I'm doing it for my my last name. You know what I'm saying? I right. really don't. I really don't care if anybody know who I am. But I want my family to be like, "Yo, that's my dad." You feel me? Uh-huh. That's, my mm-hmm. that's my cousin. Like, that's what I'm doing it for. You feel me? So right. Yep, you're in the right path because that's how you guys think. Yeah. That's my. I believe in legacy to the fullest. Yes, sir. I believe that when you are born, your job in life is to run your leg of the race. See, I, I say this in my act. I say I tell people your life from the one to you sixty or to seven, if you can get those years is to put your child in a better position in life. You got to run the race of your motherfucking life. Because like Dipsy said, this is a marathon. And you don't get success in 60 yards. Like when I, when we talk about white people, yeah, there's it's always competition between the whites, the Chinese, the Armenians, the Russians, right? Friendly competition. Right, pretty competition. Even though the white people will kill you and take advantage because they, cause they, they just really hate losing. But our goal is to work so hard that you put. And the thing to people, what I mean by run your race, run your race is you got to make sure if you can, your kids know two languages because you got to look at society. The, the Mexicans can really run this shit. In the next fifty years, you better believe me. So, are, are you are, are people preparing children, preparing, preparing their children to be ready? All right, my stepdaughter right? no 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 uh, Spanish. She teaching me yeah. Spanish, so it's you right. You gotta know that. Here's the other thing: you gotta know self defense. You gotta take UFC fighting or boxing or karate. Why? Because people are fighting at an alarming rate and you want your children to know how to professionally know how to fight to defend themselves you're right because motherfuckers out here are fighting for no reason they jumping people for no reason it's an epidemic and every time i wake up i'm like yo what the fuck happened to the world like it's getting worse out here yeah. The people, the way they think, and it's not just black, it's white, it's everybody. You, you know, it's, 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 I've never seen nothing like it. 
the education, the common sense level has declined rapidly. People want to fight and shoot. You got mm-hmm. white people minding, not minding their business, trying to tell blacks what to do. You got mm-hmm. blacks killing each other. You got. I saw a video last week when niggas was fighting in the airport. I remember the airport used to be taboo. Yeah. You would never fight in the airport. You knew the consequences were serious. And I'll tell you this, everybody who got arrested in that airport is hurt when they went in front of that judge. Yeah. Because when you realize after the anger is gone and you yep. settle down, yep. what the fuck you just did? Oh, you might have been going to college. You might have been coming, becoming an attorney, a doctor. Now, because of one stupid mistake, you messed up because of somebody said something to you or somebody got out of line. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because it's to the it's to the point where, you know, you know, we got black women out here scared to have sons just because of what's going on in the world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. That's the tragedy. How you scared to have something that ain't even it's something so precious. You know what I'm saying? And right. It's, it's crazy, brother. It's crazy. And what's crazy too is that now the women are getting shot more. See, when I was Man. growing up, you never had this many females getting shot or killed and shit. It's like the women. It's so many bad situations. The things that that's not really talked about a lot with choices is sexual predators, sex Man. trafficking, right? Man. It's like sex trafficking out women who are getting kidnapped and no one talks about it. Man. We got to watch and protect our women in that level too because what women right. need to hear is ladies, the people that y'all hang out with, the female friends, them bitches is the corporate too. Some of these girls set women up befriend you. You're thinking that this person is your friend and next thing you know she un um, brought you to somebody's house or set you up with another person and you confused because you thought this was your friend. Yeah, we gotta stop saying that shit today. That that's my fucking friend. We really do. And please ladies be careful out here because men and women and men got to be careful of other men. Like your best friend, I was watching the first 48, these niggas robbed a friend that he knew since he was kids for $200. Took him, put him in the car, him and his buddy, and burnt the car up. Man, that's how I know I'm on the same wavelength. $200. I stopped messing, and this is a true story, I stopped messing with a friend for telling me, man, I wish I had something like you had. Hey, I can't mess with that. That's set-up energy. I was yep. going in a different breed. Don't be looking at what I got. We supposed to be looking at what we can get together as a right. family. If we, if we that type of friend, you know. So don't be like, man, you, you like had a whole argument about what I had. So it's like, yeah, you you right. You know, and I, I, I've been telling my son since he was young about your friends. I should say that the son make sure that you be careful of the people that you hang around because the same motherfuckers that you think is cool with you will be the same people who will rob your ass and kill you in the future. That's right. And it's sad that it's like that, but it's so true. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, my mom. Man, getting those speeches, man. Is I, I, I done been through a lot. I, I didn't came from a lot. You know, you know what I'm saying. My mama kept me out of a lot, and it's like having those same. It's like you just put, said the same exact thing verbatim. <laughs> you know that I heard growing up, and I wish that people my age had more parents like that. And I ain't saying that, you know what I'm saying, people had bad parents, but a lot of people wasn't taught to not do certain things. And that's, and it's showing, it's showing now. And it's, and it's, it's getting out of control to me. And that's just my honest opinion. Yes, sir. It's, like, it's like one of those things where if, if you knew better, you would do better. And everybody have a bad seed and everything sometimes, People do th- do do things that they know is bad, but those are choices that they make. But everybody know better. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody knows better that was taught better. Like I I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, though, it it all comes down to our choices. It's the key to life. Now, what kind of stand up? Your style of stand up. What do you what my do you style, think did you get? Well, yeah, what do you what do you do? What do you do? My my style of stand up, I like to just talk about what's relevant and basically just talk about what everybody know. Like, uh, I talk about ugly babies because they just exist out here. I talk <laughs> about I talk <laughs> I talk about how if your girl say basically you might as well just shut the fuck up because you lost it. So basically, what you're telling me is you lost it. You might as well right. Just That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> I just talk about everything that we go through. Honestly, I be just trying to, um, I'm really trying to craft it to the point where, because I'm still like, I feel like what I was told was, you know what I'm saying? However many years you in, however many years you, you in the game, that's how many years you are. So I'm just two years old in the game. So yep. I'm still trying to craft my whole, you know, identity. Not identity, but personality. If I'm a you know two year old young boy, you know what I'm saying. But I just try to just hit what I feel that's just really just there to me. Like what was taught to me by just doing research from eight years old to now is just say what you feel, say what you do. I I, I found myself saying jokes, started trying to tell jokes punchline, but that just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I just got to talk. Once I talk, that's when I get my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like, that. I, like I don't, I don't like, uh, <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Unorthodox shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Girls with big feet and little booties, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm, shit scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just, it's weird to me. You know, I just, yeah. I just talk about things that just, Real life, I try to be just, you know what I'm saying? I just try to be me, you know what I'm and saying? What's your, and what's your dream? Like, if you had to say what you wanted to become in stand-up comedy, what what, what would your, your goal be? What, what do you want to achieve? I want to sell out Bush Stadium. That's my dream. Okay. <laughs> to accomplish just a sold-out crowd at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri. And then... Okay. To have my family, and that's a, it's a, it's a dream that I dream about that I've actually had a dream about, like having my family, 
on stage during the show, you know what I'm saying? And, right. And that's it. And it ain't even about the money. I just really want my family to just be like, that's my dad, that's my uncle, that's my cousin type shit. That's it. And you can do it, family. And let me tell you, you got 365 tries a year to become the person you want to become. Yes, sir. And when you keep doing right, the universe gives you another 365 until you achieve what you want. Some people achieve it fast. Sometimes it takes years to make it happen. The goal and the mindset is, are you prepared mentally to do what's necessary? Basically, what are you prepared to do to make that dream happen? So first, you got to make sure that you take care of family because you got to have peace of mind. Yes, sir. Two, you really got to become good as a stand-up. Yes, like, you got to be good. You can't be in, ain't no maybe shit. You got to be good. Yeah, for sure. All right? And then when you're good, everything falls in your lap. Yes, sir. Everything falls in your lap. I, I just been blessed in this game of stand-up, but it's just me. Everything I've done from street hustling to... Um, finding talent mm-hmm. to being an athlete. Mm-hmm. I just been blessed in this thing, and that's but that's my journey. Everybody's not gonna have the same results that I have, right? So all I could do is just share certain things, and one of them is to stay focused. I'm working your craft. Know when to tell jokes or not to tell don't be goofy nigga at the, at the house all the time or around your friends, you know, saving for the stage. Always try to write. Like, I haven't wrote a joke on a piece of paper maybe in over 20 years. Everything is done in my head. Man, that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, and that takes years. You got, I got 35 years in this. 35. Then I took care of my body. You know, I'm really 120 years old. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm about 120, but I look young. So I got a couple of things left that monumental that's about to happen. It took a long time um, to achieve them. But, man, when I say it was truly worth the wait, I, I, I smile. Because I learned so much um, up to this moment, and I'm happy with it. I want you to always, for the rest of your life, you remember this episode that we did. And every year, I want you to listen to um, this conversation that we had. I want you to play it, and I want you to see how you've grown every year. I want you to listen to this episode to see how you have grown. Have you gotten closer to your dream? And I think this this episode will truly help inspire you to stay focused and to say, like, yeah, TK, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. And the day that you get you sell at that arena, you make sure you hit me and say, yo, T to the motherfucking day, I did it. You already and, know I hate make sure you and make sure you do that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Podcast. Listen, June fourth to the sixth, I'm gonna be in Raytown, Missouri, 
at the comedy club called Legends. Get your tickets. Hit the link in my bio at TK underscore Kirk on my Instagram. Um, it will definitely be a sold-out um, crowd. I'm truly excited about um, all you people from all over the world who find my um, stand-up amazing, my knowledge um, trustworthy, and I want you to know I really appreciate you too. Um, this is Charles Brooks. Am I right, Charles Brooks, Jr.? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Up-and-coming stand-up comedian. Let's wish this brother the best for his journey. Let's wish him the well that he can um, make good money, whether it's a stand-up comedy or just a regular job, and raise his children. Because the most important thing of the entertainment, of the sports, is family. And if you can have good people in your life and just be a good person, and you can pay your light bill and your gas bill and your car note, then you are successful. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkle Podcast. Mr. Charles Brooks, Jr. All right, man. You, Thank you, man. God bless. You too, my man. And may you and your family's pain be champagne. Ladies and gentlemen, we out. Kansas, Raytown, Missouri, next week, baby. Four, fifth, or six. Hit the link in my bio. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.